Coming to you from Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge in Ingalls, Indiana. Indiana's exclusive Aladino Cigar Lounge. It's Final Third Friday. Welcome back to Final Third Friday. I'm Rob. And I'm Isaiah. And today we are going to be pairing the 601 Red from Espinosa. It's a, Hab- a Nicaraguan natural Habano wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and filler, sitting at a nice medium to full range strength. Yeah, we're pairing that today with Backbone Bourbon Uncut, selected by yours truly, Final Third Cigar and Whiskey Lounge. This is an MGP bourbon finished in sherry, port, and Amaro barrels. It is absolutely stellar, a perfect cigar pairing whiskey. Yeah. Uh, I wish we could call it a uh, cigar, cigar blend, blend because it very well could be. But and it very well it's, should be. It's, it's really good. I'm going to get this poured up. Let's do it. First pour of the day. Heck yeah, let's go. You know what's good. I'm excited. Man, I tell you what, Rob, I've been on a buying spree Uh-oh. after Christmas, which is kind of a mess. But uh, last night, Dr. J. Dr. J. Dr. J. Uh-oh. Scott Johnston sent me a link. Uh-oh. We got to already go, yeah, man. He already said his name. Cheers. TV is oh, loud, great man. way to start the day. Mm. TV is loud. But, but uh, the girls are missing again, so. Yeah, I don't know why they keep doing that. Oh, well. Okay. We'll have them turn it down here in a second. Um, hey, Lisa. Oh, well. Just hiding behind the wall. I know. <laughs> They're like, were we here? <laughs> we're over here. We're Hi. over here. Well, Hi, guys. Well, yeah. Oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, so he sent me a link to a uh, store that had this Fumato in C major. Nice. For... Like, I think it was like $70 off the box. Oh, wow. So it ended up being like seven bucks a piece. That's incredible. So I bought the box. Nice. <laughs> of course I did. Nice. Of course. But, uh, yeah, let's get into this 601 let's Red. Let's go. I'd say be, be kind of careful on the cut on this one. I've had a couple of them that the, because the wrapper's a little bit thinner. Okay. That I've been, I've been just kind of doing nice little slice sliver on it. Hey, Lisa, can you? We can't get her attention at all. No, uh uh-uh. <laughs> hey, Lisa, turn TV down a little bit, please. All right. It's right there. Okay. Perfect. All right. Mm. Cold draw on this one. What is the cold draw on this? Man, I am feeling very distracted today on this one. I know. I know. I'll get into it eventually. We'll get there. Graham crackers and hay. That's kind of where I'm at with it, too. Yeah. yeah. I love this cigar. So this is actually my Avs. cigar. Every time the Avs play, I'm, yeah. I light one of these up during the every game. Every so, single time. Every single time. Just because it's red. Exactly. And it's really good. And a lot of times, I'll even go to a blue one after this so I can have red and blue. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. All right. Time to light up. This light brought to you by the Calibri Stealth 3, which has been a continually fantastic lighter. Yep. Um, been rocking this for a couple months now as my daily driver, and it's expensive, but it is 
definitely showing its value. Yeah, I mean, it's 115 bucks. Um, it is a little more expensive than you need to spend on a lighter, but it's one that will last forever. That's for sure. It should last forever if you take care of it. I love that initial retro hill. All the red and black pepper, or all the red pepper spice on it right away. It really is. There's a, almost a vegetal quality on the palate. Yeah. Of it. Uh, man, it's good. It still that. has that typical Habano, almost <coughs> like uh, dry break, baking spice sort of thing. Yeah. But but the retrohale is those red and black Now, have peppers. you smoked very many of these? No, not nearly as many so. as you do. I mean, I smoke one every other night, so... I just didn't know if you'd smoke very many of them or not. Uh-uh. Lately, I've been a big Habano fan, though, so I don't know I have, too. I've, I've, um, I've been kind of bouncing around because I used to, you know, I would used to smoke just the darker cigars. And um, this year, with especially with Espinosa coming out with a couple of really, really good dark Sumatra cigars, mm. um, the Azulejo and the Knuckle Sandwich Habano, or uh, Maduro, I've been... Um, I've been venturing out more, and I found that I, I tend to lean towards the Habanos a lot more than I used to. Yeah. And there's actually a new one coming out from Rojas that I'm excited about called Unfinished Business. That yeah. I th- from what I've heard um, from Rojas, they said it's it's Connecticut. Wait, is that right? Connecticut over San Andreas Madrid. Dude, I'll, have, I'll pull my phone out here in a second yeah, and read it. Yeah, Because um, it sounded really good. Yep. Maybe it was a... You know what? While I'm sitting here, I might as well just do it. So you might talking. as well. Uh, but talk amongst really yourself. The, talk amongst myself. The uh, typical Habanos and Heritage brand Habanos have never really been my palate. I don't think that... Uh, uh, well, a lot of them just do the Habano thing. Yeah. But uh, you think about cigars that came out this year, like the Knuckle Sandwich Habano. Think about, like, the... Uh, um. Uh, Aladino Classic. Yeah. Beautiful Habanos. Yeah. Beautiful. And so, one of my favorites, also a Habano, the Mildias. Mildias, exactly. So this one is, what they told me here, this was from, from Noel. Um, it's the same wrapper as the Street Tacos, so I'm assuming it's going to, I'm not sure which Street Taco. I'm assuming that's going to be the barbacoa, so a Habano, with a um, San Andreas um, Mexican wrap or binder on it with yeah. Nicaraguan fillers. That's awesome. So it ought to be a nice full body. If it is a Connecticut, it's going to be a full body Connecticut. Yeah. If it's a Mono, it's going to be full body as well. So yeah, totally. I'm excited to get that one in no, here. No, it's going to be great, man. So, so let's uh, get in that whiskey, man. You need to go sip to smoke on this because there's a note that I'm just going to let you have to yourself before I tell you. So after the smoke, what lingers on my tongue is... <laughs> Is almost a uh, strawberry syrup. Mm. Like you think about the, uh, like a strawberry pie sort of thing. Yeah, it's like um, that. That that's how that that red fruit is showing up to me. That it's in this. Uh, it's in this whiskey. Interesting. Did you have a cherry pie or a strawberry pie on your way in here to work today? No. Huh? No. 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 I'm not getting any um, any strawberry or cherry on it. I'm really? still getting just an overwhelming baking. But my problem is on this cigar, I love it so much, I end up retrohaling it on every time, and I'm getting yeah. the spice going. So what I was saying is the dark fruit notes of this uh, pour are just laying on my palate as you go to this smoke. And it's, and it's mixing with those 
baking spice notes uh, yeah. in the cigar for sure. Yeah, I'm not getting the dry fruits as much yet, but we'll see how it goes. And that that may be coming from that that um, amaro and and port note in the whiskey for sure. Yeah. Mm. Now going from sip or from smoke to sip, definitely getting it. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's. I love that whiskey. Yeah, it's so good. It is really, really good. So this is sitting in 118 proof. Um, it does not drink like 118 proof. I don't think so. I feel yeah. like it drinks more like about 105, maybe at the most. Yeah. Um, 118.2.2. Don't leave it short. Mm-mm. Um, we well, yeah, we actually had a, a nice group to go out to do this pick with us. Um, it was me, Isaiah, Lisa. Um, Scott Deshong, Scott Johnson, no, not Scott Johnson, um, mm. Chris Gordon, and um, Eric. Eric Jansen. Yeah, yeah. That was our, our group of six. So we yeah. had a really good set of pallets oh, on yeah. this one. We drank a lot of whiskey that day, too. Yeah, we did. But we've I mean, already talked about all that. I know. Stuff, so I know. No need to beat a dead horse. I don't know what episode we horse, talked though. about it on. Oh, it's a great horse. But yeah, no. Uh, Oh man, I've been. Mm. This cigar is stellar. I love the cigar. Effortless draw on it. Yeah, like, yeah, and that's the thing. You know, I had a guy yesterday come in. He's like, "Oh, I really like a um, a tighter, snugger draw." And I'm like, "That's not me. I mean, I, I really like an open draw, uh, not completely open where it's like air, but I like an open draw." What is his? What I don't know. I I think part of it is there, and I know the guy that did it. He smoked through a um, street taco last night in like 15, 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. And I have a feeling that he just smokes so hard that he, the tighter draw just slows it down a little bit, even though he still got it done in 20 minutes. Man, that's a mess. That is crazy to me. And that was the Connecticut, too, which was kind of wild because that Connecticut would get real bitter if you ever smoke it. So he was. But he liked it. That's all that matters. Yeah. Enjoy your cigars however you'd like to. Yeah. By that delay, I end up letting that cigar go out. (laughs) Crazy. So, uh, yeah, man, this is a stellar bottle, stellar pairing so far. Yeah. It's not super thick, uh, like brown sugary sweetness. It's more confectionery sugars. Though there's a lot of spice on the retro hill of this cigar still. There really is, and the, yeah, the retro on this thing is—I mean, all the way to the end—is going to give you that nice spice. It never fades off. A lot of habanos will fade off. This one does not do that at all. Um, so. I've had a lot of people here recently asking questions about the retro hail because we talk about it so often. Yeah. And uh, I was telling somebody about actually it was JC Young. Shout out. Shout Time out to take to another JC. drink. And um, I've been reading this book, The Cigar from Soil to Soul. Great book. Expensive book, but really great book. Um, and there was this one paragraph I wanted to read because I think it's a it's a good way to kind of describe what's happening. Um, now, we are going to go into more detail at some point about about retrohaling, and we would like to do a, um, a little class of sorts, I guess, where we have new smokers or whatever coming in here and just do a little one-on-one with people to help them 
learn how to smoke, you know, cigars, learn how to cut, yeah. light, retrohale, all the things. And uh, but this is one I really I really like the way they they did it. So it's going to be just a very short paragraph here. But so it's um, it's in a chapter called Mechanisms of Cigar Tasting. It says produced by vapors and smoke, the aromatic profile of the cigar is propagated via diffusion, buoyancy, and momentum. The aromaticity can be recognized in different flows as the tasting progresses. In direct olfactions, the aromas in the nose. In gestation, taste and aftertaste in the mouth. In the mouthfeel, physical sensation in the mouth. And in retro olfaction or retrohale, the aromas in the nose. When recognized by the taster, these fragrances and physical perceptions create the cigar flavor profile, which in turn can be dissected into specific qualities such as aroma, taste, mouthfeel, strength, balance, finesse, persistence, and progression. So it's just, this book is really kind of, is very detailed on every aspect of cigar smoking, leaf, growing, everything. And I just like that paragraph because it kind of explains that, you know, by doing those different, you know, retrohaling or the cold draw or lighting it up and the mouthfeel, all those things, they do different things to the flavor profile of your cigar. Yeah, And each one of them complements each other and, and builds upon the flavor profiles that you perceive in your mind. Yeah. And um, I just thought that was a really good way to do that. And as I get more into it, we can share more. But I, I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. I know. I already got some on order. Yeah. Those, uh, the retro hail is a beautiful way to experience the same cigar you've always smoked in a different way. Yeah. There's a lot of cigars. Um, there's a lot of cigars that would be almost boring to me without the retro mm-hmm. hail. And I mean, I, most Connecticut's are for me. Yeah. Until you retrohale them, you get that creaminess, and you start getting a little bit more of the spice maybe notes. Well, and I keep thinking about the Osner, uh Pisanastasia. Like, yeah. It is a really mild and s- smooth cigar, and then you retrohale, and it's j- it lights you up. Yeah. And that makes it that cigar so much more interesting to me. And honestly makes it stand up in a lot of different situations because of it. Yeah. I think the same thing goes for the Aladino Classic. Like, oh, agreed. It's a, it, that cigar would be a straight mild without agreed. the retrohale. Agreed. Um, but as soon as you retrohale it, you're like, wow, there's the baking spices. There's... There's yeah. all the things. And that's that's something Trey Mac says all the time is, you know, when whenever Husto talks about the mildest cigar they have is the, the Connecticut, Trey's like, no, nah, I think it's the classic until you retrohale it. Yeah. And that's the whole point we're saying here is the retrohale changes the cigar and really makes it, it rounds it completely out to what the blender was trying to create in the complete profile of the cigar. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you don't retrohale, that's fine if you enjoy it. What it does is it just opens up more of your brain on notes, flavor notes that you've had in your, you know, in your life that you'll be able to bring it out. You know, when we say we're tasting chocolate or we're tasting, you know, mint or whatever we're tasting in it, um, those are not coming from just smoking it because you mm-hmm. really only get, you know, there's a baking spice, there's a savoriness, there's a creaminess. Yeah. You can't really come up with the flavors until it hits your nose. Your nose is actually your biggest flavor um, sensor that you have on your body. Absolutely. Yeah. 
And scent is the, um, the key to memory. Yeah. So whenever you have a memory of a, of a s- smell from your past, from your kid or whatever, that's what triggers that memory again. So Absolutely. So we beat that down now, too. So We have. All yeah. right. So what else is going on? Oh, hey, I know something we haven't said yet. What's that? We got our new beanies in stock. We did. So stop in before they're gone because they're selling very fast. Got another one to ship today. Yeah. Um, these are in stock now, and um, they're very, very nice and warm, too. They're very nice and warm. Did you already get yours? I have not yet. I have to so. see if it's big enough for your head. Could be. Hopefully. Hopefully. Scott Johnston, maybe not so much. Maybe not so much for Scott. <laughs> um, do you know what I saw? Mm. Or actually, what I heard this week is that Cigar Journal released their top 25. Yeah, I've already seen it. And you know who's in it? Who? 1502, the anniversary. 10th anniversary, of yep. Actually, they, I believe they made both of them, the aficionado and journal. I didn't see aficionados. I'll have to go back and check, but I definitely know Cigar Journal, which honestly, Cigar Journal is the one that I take seriously of all of them. So, and speaking of Scott Johnson, he just messaged us. Do you happen to have empty chef special box? Hey, yeah, yes, Scott, we do. Yes, so we, we won't do, tell Scott. him until he watches. Yeah, he's got to watch this in two second weeks. week of January yeah. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, uh, cigar aficionado, top twenty-five, twenty-two. So. Uh, the Pulpit Boys, they said, when they were going through it, um, they said, yeah, I've never tried that, but you know who has it? Broccoli Rob. Yeah. who they said. Well, and actually, Nick's coming by here today. He'll be here all evening. Serious? Yep. Yep. He's, he's in town. He'll be here awesome. sometime this afternoon and be hanging out all evening. So. I'm glad to hear that, man. That'll be fun. Yeah. So we'll make sure he smokes one of those tonight because it's just, I mean... It was one of my top cigars of the year. So I think, yeah. Well, the knuckle sandwich Habano got on aficionados. Uh, Maybe that's the one I was thinking of. There's not another 1502. Okay. But it was knuckle sandwich. The thing that surprises me on aficionados is the Brickhouse Churchill. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's a good cigar. It was, it was, in my opinion, it was a better cigar when it was a five dollar cigar. Uh, I now that it's ten dollars or eleven dollars, it's not worth that to me anymore. I can so. totally see that. Will, oh, shout out to Will. Shout out to Will. Take another drink. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. So it. So I did get that mixed up. That that's one thing. I mean, and most podcasts have talked about this. We might as well. Um, aficionado. It, in my opinion, and you know what, I have no skin in the game with them, so I can say whatever I want. They, I feel like they just they pander to the ones that are spending money with aficionado. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're putting ads in there, you're probably going to get in there. Um, the, the thing this that year, shocked me about both of them is that both Journal and Aficionado had the Oliva Series V. Yeah, I mean, Journal had that's the been Milano on there, but. It's been uh, around for so long, and it's just but like... But Aficionado didn't specify. They just said the V. The V. It was the regular V they did. And that's what's funny is Aficionado, I think, has had the V in there for the last 10 years, every year. Oh, I think the Oliva Siri V Milano was, like, number one number in one 2008 or something like yeah. that. And, it, I mean, it's an okay cigar. I mean, I... I some people I, love it, and it's their profile. I, mean, I think the Milano is way better than the uh, the regular, regular V. v. Yeah, um, especially that 135th anniversary. Yeah, that one came out. I gave you one. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's boring. It, boring. Yeah, yeah it, it kind of was. 
Mike. <laughs> yeah, if you if you like if you like it, don't let me don't let me ruin it for no, you. No, no. But I mean that's one thing too is like I understand. So Cigar Journal, I believe in their list had one Cuban. That's fine. Cigar Journal is a magazine that is really all over the world, and I think they're actually, if I'm not mistaken, they're based in Europe, which you can get all the yeah. Cuban cigars you want. Which is the funny Cigar part. Aficionado, their main jam is is really in America. Yeah, and they're they're more of a lifestyle magazine. They're not really a cigar magazine anymore, but they had I think four Cubans on their list this year. Yeah, and it's like crazy, come man. on guys. Every year they do that, and of course the number one in their mind was Cuban, which I will say one thing: Rocky was number two for the the sixty. Yeah. Honestly, I think Rocky. Won, I mean, everyone's treating Rocky as if he he won Cigar of the Year because he really did. And you know what? Shout out to him, Emma. I'm not a huge Rocky fan on cigars, but I haven't had that one yet, so hopefully I'll get a chance to try it. Hopefully it's as good as everyone says. Yeah. Now, I will say, I think, I think Rocky's gotten into a couple more of his higher-priced higher, um, cigars now. Yeah. So he... Um, <laughs> get her. Get her, Mike. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm, I'm, hoping to, I'm hoping to try that one again and see how it is. Okay, so I gotta find this because Cigar Journal had a uh, had a single Cuban on there, right? That I had never heard of. Remind me what it was. I can't remember uh, what I it was. Find it. I read these, but my memory doesn't work. <sighs> man, that whiskey, man! I'll tell you. Thing I love about this thing is it changes all the way down the glass. Every sip, it gets a little bit different. You know, sometimes I, I taste the sherry, sometimes I taste the port, sometimes the amaro. Yeah. I mean, I even get a, a creamy, caramely kind of note towards the end of the glass. I think it's just delicious. So, where did you find it yet? Yes, Ramon Ionas Forty Carat oh, yeah. Paisas Bajos. I've heard of. It. I've never smoked one before, but I've heard uh, of it. Like, I'm on a lot of the Cuban trading groups. Like in the cigar secondary space, just because I like to watch the things. I'm no, I, I just think it's funny to be a fly on the wall and watching guys pay a lot of money for. I mean, kind of like every bourbon group in the yes, world. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but I've never seen this cigar on one of those. I've seen him before, and I, I'm if I'm not mistaken, I think there's an American brand with that name too. Uh, well, he started. I. I mean, I, there's a couple Ramon brands, but I don't know. Ramon Ionis? Is it A-L-L-O-N-E-S? Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm pretty sure there's one here in America, too. Um, but other beautiful thing about it is you're talking a size that we would love. Seven and a quarter by 50. Heck, yeah. Heck, yeah. That's a nice... Uh, that's a little bit bigger than a typical Churchill. But... I don't really see any, like, 60s in here. Oh, no. I lied. The Perdomo uh, yeah. 770 is in here. That's insane. Oh, and then the uh, the number three is the 660 by Rocky Patel. Is it the 660 or is it the 60? 60 by Rocky Patel 60. Okay. Yeah. Because I know this. Maybe the 60 only came out in a 60 ring gauge. I'm I thought, sure it I thought did. it was the 60 was the name of the cigar. I didn't realize they were wow. all 60 ring gauge. Okay. I, I just completely miffed on telling you guys that because they're number one. 
is the Padron Family Reserve number 95 natural. And that's a four and three quarter by 60 cigar. Oh, wow. So they put three of them in there. Yeah. See, and that's the thing. As much as I love Padron, I would never smoke a 60 in that. I think it would ruin, well, it, ruin it, it for me. You'd be able to get an hour out of it, finally. True. I can get an hour out of those ones we've got in there, but barely an hour. We don't have them Well, not in that the I'm shop. selling them. Yeah. I, I, I always have a box on hand. I finally got me another box of yeah, 26s is. in stock. It's Rob's celebratory cigar. It and is. he keeps them in his personal humidor. I am working on an account. As soon as they start opening up accounts again, I'm going to get it. I mean, we, we've talked about it before. They're not making enough cigars to keep up with the shops they have. And I can appreciate the fact that they're not opening accounts up and then saying, oh, sorry, you can't get any product. Totally fine with that. The craziest thing to me is that yesterday I saw Cigars Daily put up a review. And by yesterday, I mean, we're two weeks ahead recording these videos. Yesterday, I saw Cigars Daily put up a review reviewing one of the 1000 series. It was the 2000. Which is kind of odd since they're not making them right now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't they know. They must. I'll be honest. They, and, you know, knowing, knowing Tim... It's probably because he's got a lot of stock and he's yeah. trying to sell them. And it's a good cigar for the for the price. It was. It was. Well, apparently it still is at his shop. <laughs> that dude's got everything, though. He's got a warehouse. He does. Actually, um, when he started building out his humidor, I actually um, spent a lot of time checking out what he was doing and wanted to actually incorporate some of the things he did in his humidor here but it just it, it some of it just didn't work out um spanish cedar went up so much that i couldn't do all the stuff yeah, he was he's wanting got to do all spanish cedar cell shelves now, i everything. don't think so i think his shelves are actually built out of lumber and his, his i mean his structure and yeah. then his shelves have the spanish cedar um because he's got like two by fours in there and he's got shelves behind each box which i love that idea of having where you can put boxes behind the actual open box. Yeah. But when I, if I was to do that here, we would have lost a lot of space. Oh, yeah. It just is what it is. Yep. But Tim's doing a great job out there. He's honestly, he's one of the most um, liked, I guess, podcasters out there, really. I mean, well, I, he's, just a, he's just a regular doofus guy that's having a blast. And he would say the same thing. I'm not making fun of him. Just having a blast talking about cigars and the thing that's BS really and, nice about him is that he still feels like a B and M, and he has a great online. Oh presence yeah, he does. And a shop that is that actually has a good website. Yeah, that yeah. is. Those are few and far between, man. Yeah, uh, I'd say I'd say him and and two guys are probably the best. Two in the nation. Yeah. Maybe Corona. Corona's probably right, getting pretty close to them, too. Yeah. Um, the thing that shocked me about Tim, and this is a complete tangent. It has nothing to do with anything. But I remember watching him and Bradley on the TNT Cigar oh, yeah. Show when I was getting into it. And then I don't know whatever happened to TNT, but they both broke off and did their own thing. Well, it was because... Um, Tim was working with him at their warehouse shop, and Tim opened his own place. Yeah. So he moved on and started his own thing, and they were just no longer working together. But TNT was a terrible website. 
awful website. Yeah. You would go to search something in their search engine, and it just wouldn't pull it up. Yeah. So you'd have to go and browse by brand to find stuff. Yeah. Uh, you don't have that issue with no. uh, Cigars Daily or anything like that. So no, and he puts if, you, out- if you have an option... Please come support us. But if there's something you want that we don't, support another brick and mortar that has an online presence. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. And, again, he's a good guy. He's out in Arizona. If you're out west, um, I mean, honestly, if I'm ever out in Arizona, I'm going to visit a shop. Oh, yeah. Because it sounds like he's got a little bit of everything in there. So, Well, it would be fun to go see the place. It would. It would. I mean, just like I'd like to go up northeast to, to two guys sometime and meet the guys up there. I've Get, gift a them a box of, of Lanceros. I tell you, I mean, I that Lancero they put out that they crapped on pretty hard was pretty delicious. Yeah. Did you have one? No, huh? Oh, okay. I just got one from Nick. Yeah. We'll see if maybe Nick brings us a couple of them today. There you go. That'd be That'd nice be awesome. of him. Yeah, very nice of Nick. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, business is picking up already here. Yeah. It's kind of the way it was yesterday, too. We, uh packed out early and stayed packed all day so yeah. we'll see how it goes yep uh, well there man. are two ladies behind the bar so they can get it They're, covered they for got us, it covered so. yep yep it has been this is the uh post christmas week that we're recording this so it's been nuts. sounds like it's been nuts all week i came in at like three something yesterday and the house was packed and i was like where's lisa dude <laughs> Yeah, she Robert was waiting been... on my Padrone box at home. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> valid. Yeah, like, <laughs> I told her, I said, well, that was funny because we'd already hit, we'd already bypassed a big day in sales at that time. And she's like, you're busy. You want me to come on? I'm like, no, I need that box of cigars. New I Year's Eve it. is, is New Year's tomorrow. Eve, I need to. I, I need, need one. them to be in the house. And, yes. Yeah. So we, we're good to go. Today, hopefully. Speaking of New Year's Eve cigars. Yeah, what are you smoking tonight? Uh, oh well, we got a couple. I got, I got a couple. You got a smoke. couple. So one that I got for Rob and I, which I'm excited about. Me being a big Crown Heads fan, Las Calaveras White Label. What year was that? 14? 2015. 15. You know where I was in 2015? <laughs> High school. High school. Yeah. Yeah, I was a. Uh, Sophomore in high school. I had to think about it because... You graduated in 17? I graduated in 16. I spent my junior year. Oh, okay. Okay. I just hated that place. I needed to get out of there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Wow. Yeah. You're a young boy. Yeah. You're you're a good boy. What were you doing? Were you you still at Draper in 2015? I was still at Draper in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. I left Draper in 2020. Yeah. Yeah, 2020 is when I left Draper. So you're talking a seven-year-aged Las Calaveras. Which we've talked about before. The Las Calaveras are all great and as long as they got a little age on them. Yeah. And with and seven years of age, this is going to be a freaking delicious cigar. As far as I know, I, I think, I think both this and I think the 2014 was the first year. Um... I think 2014 was the first year. I think both the first two rounds were high-aged La Imperiosa, which is a staple in their line still. Yeah, that's what Jake told us the last time yeah. he was in here. So what we're having is an extremely high-aged La Imperiosa, still made in the My Father factory. Yeah. It's uh, it's crazy. Oh, yeah. 
Speaking of factories, mm-hmm. what I did not realize was that 1502 was in the AJ factory. That one is. That one. The the anniversary was made in AJ. The thing that shocks me about that is it doesn't taste like AJ. Nope. Like most everything that comes out of AJ's factory tastes like AJ. Yep. But it, I was legitimately shocked when I saw that. Yep. That one. Um, that one they had AJ make, but they but it was Enrique that blended it. He yeah. did all the work on it. It just was made in the factory from at AJ's factory. It and doesn't have because the AJ vegetal spice on it though. It doesn't. Which honestly is a nice change of pace. Um, it's good to know something like it. that can come out of AJ's factory. Agree. Agree. Because most everything else. Tastes like AJ. Which I have no qualms about. I love AJ. I do too. I love his stuff. Yeah. So that's one of the celebratory sticks. Obviously, he just said um, the Padron 26 is going to be one of mine tonight too. Yeah. Um, Lisa was gifted her celebratory stick tonight. Which which was she gifted? About a a $35, $40 cigar. Huh. An Opus X Lost City. What the? Gifted that to Lisa. This guy was in here the first time he'd ever been in here. Came in here and a lost asked, city. asked her if she'd ever had one. She said no. He walked outside and grabbed her one and handed her one. Brought the box in, opened the box up, and gave her one. I'm like, my gosh. So, so she's gonna be she's gonna be a little bougie tonight. Honestly, good for Lisa. Yeah, man. heck yeah. That's awesome. I'm excited to see her smoke it and. I hope she remembered she was going to bring in some of the uh, Heaven Hill 17 to drink tonight with it, too. So I yeah. hope she remembered. If she didn't, we'll send her home to I grab think so. a sample bottle. Yeah. Hey, Lisa, Lisa, did you get your bring in some Heaven Hill 17? Okay, you have to go home here in a little while and get you a little bit. Yeah. She, she's not going to go home and get that. If she doesn't, I will. She, she'll go home when All right, she I'll does go home a food and get it. run. I'll go home and get it. I don't know what happened to your bottle, Lisa. That, that little bitty jar ended up taking half, half the bottle out. I don't know what's <laughs> going on. <laughs> yeah, she'll be the one that marks the line Has on the bottle where yet? it goes. No. Oh, this my. is where she's going to crack it. Tonight was going to be her night to crack Tonight, it. So, she's yep. not going to do it. We well, just have to send her to that Mexican it. place to get food. That's and, true. We and should then send tell her down her there. To uh, stop at the house. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be funny, man. So what's going to be uh, some of your pours tonight? Well, I know uh, we, we were going to do a, a little bottle share. So yeah, I'm trying tonight to uh, it, it is New Year's Eve. We're closed for a private party, and the private party is a uh, it's a bottle share with yeah. just a few just people a few invited. People. Yeah. Um, I didn't bring anything crazy special to drink just because I uh, – I don't know. I'm not a big fan of New Year's. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's kind it of is a, what it it's is. like the lamest holiday of all. Well, of them. and that's like when, when people are saying, oh, you're going to do something. I'm like, to be honest with you, if we do anything, and that's what started the whole private party thing tonight, all I'm going to do is see if some people want to come and hang out. We'll finish watching the football game and literally just have drinks and smoke cigars and relax and talk. Man, I tell you what, I do not know how I could top the pours I had last night. What were they last night? There was a wonderful couple that came in. Oh, yeah, that was nice. I was talking up a storm with them, talking bourbon. I mean, you, and can, you can call and, out who they are. I mean. Yeah, John Kaminsky from, and he's one of the, 
He is one of the uh, board of directors at Naptown Bourbon Club. We got and Jen was the was yeah, and Jen, Jen. his wife, yeah, Jen and John. And uh, we were, I was talking with them, and we were talking about pours and what we liked, and I, I just had a great time talking with them. Super nice people. Well, I they were like, uh, for whatever reason, we got on the subject of BTAC, which is the Buffalo Trace Antique Collection. That's their highly allocated bottles. And I told him I'd never tried any of it. Yeah. So, Jen, who lives just on the other side of Fortville in McCordsville. Oh, did she leave and come she back? Left. Oh, I didn't realize and that. Grabbed that sample for me of the 2020 Thomas H. Handy, and brought it back. And it's Rob and I delicious. split it. Uh, and. Honestly, I am blown away by the generosity. It, and mm-hmm. also, like, she literally got up and left and grabbed it and just, like, came back and said, here you go. She said, she said that's it. Well, and, uh, <laughs> and the, the thing that was wonderful about that interaction to me is they were like, Isaiah, bourbon's meant to be shared. And I would love, to, like... It it just makes us happy to give you that experience, and that's cool too. And that's that was something that was kind of cool too because in our area there's like three major bourbon clubs, I guess, maybe four. Yeah, I don't know if you would consider um, Dirk Indiana Bourbon a club. He's not a club. So, um, but I'd say there's three, and you know, it, it's weird because you know whenever you have different clubs, people are like, oh, I don't know anything about those guys, whatever else. It's cool to see clubs, people come from different clubs and talk and hang out and realize this is what we're all here about. This is it's, yeah. it's fun, and we should all be in it for the same reasons, it, not fighting like, against each other. I mean, it's not like motorcycle groups where you can't hang around those right. people because they're that. You know, it's this is bourbon. Yeah. Enjoy it. Share it together. Absolutely. I don't know. It was just. It was cool. It was super nice of them to do and. So I had to pour that. I had to pour the Fourgate Kelvin collab. Had to finish that bottle. Yeah. Which for for science. For science. Yeah. Well, there was an ounce left. Yeah. That is. Oh my god. That gosh. was a delicious it's bottle. A, that's one of those bottles where I, if I saw one at at like Total Wine or something for like, what is it? Two hundred bucks. It's a two hundred dollar bottle. Two hundred dollar bottle. I think someone said they got one. Somewhere for 180, I might every day of the week buy it. That's I a good price. Too, that bottle to me is a way better value than Joseph Magnus Cigar Blend. Better, maybe. God, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not there with you. <laughs> okay, you don't have to be. Cigar Blend is one of Rob's. Like, Although Cigar goat Blend has jumped up to 229 at Total Wine, which means it's probably a 250 dollar MSRP. Which, it's getting up there a little that's bit. That's really hard for me. It's getting up there. It's one that I'll have that one and, on the shelf, but I'll never. I mean, I'm not going to just be drinking it all the time. No, that and like their most recent releases, like Batch 116 and the newer stuff, have not been amazing. It's yeah. not as good as like the low hundreds and the sub hundred. Batches. I like mine and yours a lot. Actually, I mean, I like the one that Cole and, and, and actually Brandon has like four of them. But the one that he had shared with me to the 116, it was a little bit leaning towards the sweeter, very sweet side. Um, it was still good. It was not cigar blend to me. It didn't taste no, as, as I mean, cigar blend. It, and it got to the point where it was tasting finished. Yeah. Like, and that was another beautiful thing about that Kelvin collab is it is finished, but it doesn't taste finished. And wasn't the Kelvin 10 year, 10 year old? 
I don't remember. Or was that the Indiana might have been 10? I don't think they I'm actually I'm going to go grab the bottle. I don't think they disclosed the Kelvin on that one. But, yeah, so uh, there was another guy that came in here, and um, it was another first time he'd ever been here. And actually, it's over in that next to the trash can on the left-hand side up there. Um, he, he had brought in a bottle of Spirits of French Lick, and it was a um, it was an apple brandy finished in peat barrels, sitting at 137.7 proof. And he brought me a little sample to try. I tried it. I'm like, damn, that is so good. And he, this guy was such a nice guy. He came walking in and handed me the bottle and says, Merry Christmas. I'm like, damn, that, thank you, man. That was so awesome. So that's going to be one I'm going to share a little bit tonight, too. Yeah. It is absolutely delicious. So it is. Does that, uh, that didn't have a year at age statement, does it? It does not have an age statement. Um, and that's the Kelvin collab. This is Kelvin collab. Four, actually. Four. Uh, 111.7 proof, um, and it's a blend of straight bourbons and rye whiskeys finished in Australian tawny port and uh, dark rum cast from Barbados, and it is Indiana and Kentucky blend. Okay. So so MGP and what, Barton? It's a, it's a toss-up. Could uh, be. When you get to Kentucky, because some people might have older Heaven Hill, Stocks, right? Some people might have, uh, might it might be Barton. Uh, I don't know. You just you just really never know with Kentucky. But if it's in Indiana or if it's in, uh, uh, I guess Tennessee. If it was Tennessee, you could say Dickle, Dickle, yeah, Cascade Hollow, yeah, um, which is a hundred percent what it's going to be right um but the hard part is is there's a lot of places in kentucky where you can get white dog and even aged product uh bardstown bourbon company is doing a lot with it right now so that's just going to add another one to the kentucky i don't know who yeah so another another bottle we just got in this week is the new barrel bourbon release this is their the new year bottle for 2023 and this one's kind of wild so it's 113.54 proof Hmm. this one hold on you ready to hold on this one has product distilled in tennessee indiana kentucky ohio wyoming new york texas and maryland wow it's a blend of all those whiskeys and it's actually really good. You're, have you tried this yet? I have not. All right, we'll so, try it uh, in a little while. It's pretty pretty wild. So Tennessee, Cascade Hollow, Indiana, MGP, Kentucky, probably Barton. Probably Barton. Uh, Ohio, I'm not Maybe sure. Maybe Middle West. It could be. Um, not sure. Wyoming, I would guess Wyoming Whiskey Co. Yeah. Uh, New York, that's a toss-up as well. Can't imagine it being Fort Hamilton, but... Maybe I don't think so. I don't know who else is in New York. Uh, and I'm not sure about there's Maryland a, there's either. A go- uh, Maryland would be Sagamore. Oh, Sagamore! Yeah, I completely uh, forgot about them. In, in Texas, I would guess Balcones or Still Austin. Yeah, they're the two bigger ones there that could possibly have sold them some uh, aged product. Yeah. But yeah. it's really good. I want you to try it when you're when when we're done here because I think you're gonna like it too. Yeah, I'm sure I will. It definitely gives you a lot of that American whiskey kind of notes to it. 
Um, but it's it's really nice. Lisa loves it. That's one of the ones she's really loved. Well, Lisa also loves Texas whiskey. She loves Balcones. Yeah. Especially that the True Blue, the cast strength blue yeah. corn. Which and is even one that of regular the black funkiest, label. Uh, blue corns. Blue corns. Mm -hmm. uh, does she like the Woodhead stuff? Mm. I have to ask her. I can't remember if she said. Because uh, the Reuben Ask is a blue corn bourbon. Yeah, 75 blue corn, 25 wheat. Wheat. And then, well, and then the other one's 100% uh, bloody. Bloody butcher. Yeah. But uh, So, Lisa, did you like the wood hat? The two wood hats? Did you try both of those yet? Okay. Well, you'll have to try them tonight then. So Yeah. We couldn't remember if that was one you liked because we were just talking about Balcones is probably the Texas whiskey that's in that. Talking about how much you like the Balcones. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's why she <laughs> likes it. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Said. That's why she likes it. She likes well, cool. Balcones and Heaven Hill 17. So. Heck, yeah. She's well, either a cheap date or a really expensive really date. Really expensive date, <laughs> yeah. Opus X. <laughs> and an yeah. Opus X cigar. She hasn't yeah. even smoked it yet, but she uh, loves no. it. It's probably going to knock her over. It's not a It's not a weak cigar, so we'll find out. She'll probably yeah. smoke about half of it, and I'll get to finish it. Totally. So. We're getting a little bit quicker and easier on that. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot easier just the, just the two of us. Mm-hmm. The last one I sent in to him was like six minutes, and I was like, why was Rob and I talking that long? Yeah. And then I was like, well, it's actually fine information. I'm just sending it to him. He doesn't yeah. check anyway. No. I thought about poking fun at him, but. Yeah. Because typically, if you ever listen to Pulpit after our segment, even if we're slamming him, he's like, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I know. Serious. So, I don't think he listens to it till later. Rob and I talk about this a little bit on here, but uh, there's always a break around uh, probably around the 40-minute to an hour mark. Yeah, about an hour. On these episodes where we do a short for the Cigar Pulpit podcast, which is a great kind of lounge talk podcast. It's a fun thing to put on the car, or yeah. if you're just smoking by yourself, throw that on. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't think it's particularly educational information. It, it really is just fun lounge talk. Yeah. Yeah. And, it's uh, just like sitting around your, with your with your buddies in the lounge, just BSing each other. Yeah. And, Occasionally talk about cigars and stuff too. So, yeah, absolutely. and they have been bringing some of the stuff, talking a little bit more about what's going on in the market. So, yeah, it's all good. It is good. Probably about like what we're doing here, but not really doing pairings and stuff yeah. as much. Because well, I mean, they don't do it. They don't drink a lot. Um, so, I mean, their their pairings are usually iced tea and yeah, kombucha for Jeff. Does he really drink kombucha with his cigars? Um, I don't know, but I I can guarantee you that he drinks kombucha. Oh, I can guarantee you that. And I also know he he makes a nice little tea with marijuana too <laughs> to, oh, to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he's in Illinois. That's he legal. Illinois. He can do what he wants to. So it's all good. They'll Go try the barrel now. I am gonna try that. Cool. Uh, oh, there's plenty of sipping to be done today, so I can't I can't, can't do too much right now. No, no. Well, this uh. Barrel New Year. I've never had any other New Year releases. That's the first one I've had too. Just, Actually, no, I did have last year's. I okay. did. It, My thing I don't is, remember much always about with it. them is they're a little bit pricey, and by the time that I've tried it somewhere, they're already sold out. Yeah. So it, at its price point, it is a try before you buy bottle for me. Yeah, um, they're ninety to hundred bucks now. Really, anything over seventy bucks is a try before you buy. Actually, Agreed. it's probably closer to sixty for me. 
60, yeah. 60 bucks and over is try before you buy. Yeah. Unless it's something that I know I will like. Right. right? But uh, barrel, they do so much blending that there is no, there's no like through line with their stuff, which is both no. fun but also confusing. Yeah. You never know what you're gonna get out of them. And that's the thing They're too. They're creative masterminds. There. Some people Serious. will. Some people will kind of shat on blenders of whiskey. They're the, in my opinion, they're one of the masters of blending. Oh, I think so. Um, like I said, the only one that I'm not a huge fan of their line so far has been Armida. And I know you said I need to try it again, but um, but that was the only one that doesn't jump out at me. I mean, I love all the ones. We've got four of them up there right now. Yeah. I love all of them So we've right got now. Vantage, Dovetail, New Year, and Seagrass. Yeah, yeah. Which, which shout out to... Uh, Travis Gallagher too. Who's that? He is our uh, our rep that sells us the product for Barrel, and um, he had forgotten to put the order in for me on the seagrass because we were out of it, and he delivered it yesterday himself. So that's awesome. He Thank brought you, it Travis. by, so we actually got some seagrass. Awesome. I can make me some nice Sazeracs later on with it. In, <laughs> uh, I don't. I'm not sure anyone has bought one yet, but if you like the Final Third Sazerac. You need to try it with seagrass. It's yeah, an expensive cocktail. It'll be a $20 cocktail. It will be a $20 cocktail, but oh my so gosh, you're good. not going to regret it. That is so a slow-sipping cocktail because you paid so much for it, but yeah. oh my goodness. It is. It's and fantastic. I love our Sazerac the way it is, but seagrass just takes it up 10 notches. Mm. So what are you thinking? So on this... It's like a, a white sugar sweetness, like a simple syrup sweetness. It almost reminds me of sweet tea. I know we were just talking about tea, but it yeah. almost reminds me of sweet tea, and uh, has some of those, has some of those, uh, like sweet tea notes in it. Uh, almost reminds me of like a, a Tetley English blend. Yeah, I can see you know? that. Yeah, uh, and then. Uh, Man, just going down, it leaves you with that, but there's a, almost like a campfirey char sort of note in it, and yeah. uh, a light amount of citrus, but it's not it's not a sharp citrus. Let me grab a little glass here. It's like the whisper of citrus. <laughs> and I, I, I haven't tried it on a clean palate, so yeah. Um, to me, when I first first tried it, which I've only had it once, that's good. Um, I felt like to where you, you know when you're drinking a good bourbon, you know it's bourbon. Oh, yeah. This definitely leans towards more of an American whiskey. Um, doesn't have many of the bourbon notes. But when um, he says American, he's not saying single malt, which no, a lot of... No, A lot of American whiskeys are single malt. This still has a bourbony sweetness. It does, but it's not like the caramel maple syrup kind of notes yeah even though in that sip right there I, I did get a little maple in it um oh it's, it's good. going back to the cigar on it you definitely get that uh it reminds me of the starlight barrel aged maple syrup uh yeah on the cigar yeah, definitely a lot more maple than the first time I tried it. Man, you're getting a double whammy today because this with the 601 Red is freaking good. It is. <laughs> so, I mean, you're getting kind of a double pairing today because both of these will pair nicely. I thought we said we were going to quit doing those. 
I'm just kidding. No. No, after, no, uh, I mean, after we, the, this is, this the episode is a, where we got tore up. Yeah. This, I mean, this is not just a cigar pairing podcast. This is a podcast for science. For science. So, I mean, we really have to dig in. We drink for science and with you in mind. And we, we do it for the people. 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 That's it. That's right, my boy. That's my boy. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's crazy, man. Mm. Yeah, and this, it was funny, too, because when I started this cigar, I started smoking. I'm like, man, this thing is smoking fast. I still got, I mean, I'm not quite to the final third yet. You're just barely getting I'm to the getting final third. It. And it's like, we've been going for almost an hour now. And um, so we've been going at an hour. At an hour now. And yeah, we're um, like 50. Again, this is a Robusto. We we're just not, hit an hour. You just hit an hour? I mean, this this is a Robusto, and you're and it's a open draw. I mean, it's not I mean, not like it's air. Yeah. But it's an open, nice draw. And the thing is still burning slowly and, and doing yeah, well. I mean, there are some draws that are open because they're underfilled. This is properly filled. It is. This is exactly the kind of draw I like in a cigar. Yeah, I, I mean, seriously, it reminds me of a Padron draw. Yeah, it like, does. It does. With all the red pepper spices. Yeah. Which, I'm going to go back to this one now. I still haven't smoked that 26 you gave me. You keep telling me to do it on a clean palate, and then there's new and shiny things, and I'm I like, know. oh, yeah. <laughs> that, I got you to do that. It's a, it is such a good cigar. It's, I believe it. It's Re- my favorite. Really, the only uh, Padron I've had was one of the 1,000 series. Yeah, and I, I'm not oh, a huge fan of some thousands, of but the thing I, know, that, uh, I know a lot of people go to the 64 and they love the 64. It's not my jam. I like I like something with a little bit more kick, a little more spice. And the 26 is exactly that for me. Well, and I will tell you, I'm a creature of habit. So when I go to a shop or a uh, a lounge that has heritage brands like Padron and in that same vein. I don't want to be disappointed, man. Yeah. So I just grab the stuff that I know is good. Yeah. Or if they don't have anything that's amazing, like like the My Father Labies You. Love like, that cigar. That's one of those cigars that if I'm at a Heritage brand shop, like that's my game. Um, actually, a lot of the shops that have Heritage brand stuff will have Aroma Craft stuff. So like even the Crow Magnum is yeah. pretty good. But uh, if they don't, I'm hitting up the New World, man. AJ New World stuff, it, it's solid. I uh, the Cameroon's like the Cameroon. pretty good. Yeah, um, I think the Maduro's great too. Yeah, it it's not as much my jam as I like. I do like the New World Cameroon, but I like Cameroon anyway. So okay, so there's a question for you, Rob. You're walking into a shop or a lounge that has heritage brands. Yeah, you have to smoke a cigar. What are you grabbing? Well, it depends on what you're calling heritage brands. Are you talking more what's typically seen in humidors, or are you just talking about Romeo, Fuente, Padron? Yeah, that's what I'm calling heritage brands okay. at this point. Because, I mean, like a lot of shops have my father's now, yeah. and I would do a Le Bijou if that was the case. If I mean, if they have, if they have Padron, I'm probably going to grab a 26. Um, now, not always, because you're going to spend 25 30 bucks for one of those. Yeah. Um, I, I do love the Romeo Nicaragua. Yeah. I mean, it's the one they did with AJ. And it tastes it's like great. AJ. It tastes like great. AJ, and it's great. Um, 
I don't tend to lean towards Fuentes very often because I just feel like they all taste the same. I mean, I had oh, a... Oh, the Cazadores. Yeah. I mean, that's solid. Or the A5A. A5A. I mean, and those are a little bit cheaper, so you can... If you're wanting a Fuente, that's a great one. I mean, I smoked a, um, Opus X, um, that uh, anniversary um, torpedo yeah. that I picked up out in St. Louis at, at Dan's Place, Riverman Cigar Company. And um, I smoked it the other day, and I'm like... Yeah, it's a Fuente. Yeah. Um, now, the one Lisa got was the Maduro, and it's going to be a little bit more of a kick up for her, but yeah. it's still going to taste like Fuente, which that's fine. That's what they're going for. Yeah. I don't, But I don't tend to go to Fuente very often. Usually, if they've got Padron, I'm going to grab Padron if they don't have anything else. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. It just depends on what they have. Yeah. Really. I mean, if I'm at a shop like that, I am probably genuinely looking for. Alec Bradley, LFD, or even just the Romeo Nicaragua. Yeah. And Alec Bradley, I haven't tried him recently, so don't hold me to this. Magic Toast. Yeah. When that cigar, I think the first time I had one was pretty recently after they came out. Yeah. It was the Magic Toast. That used to be Lisa's favorite cigar. Really? For quite a while. That Magic Toast was the first Alec Bradley I liked. That was the first box I ever bought for her was a Magic Toast box. Yeah, I enjoyed that cigar quite a bit. Another one that I would, like the LFD uh, Lenox. Yeah. I love that cigar. It is a pepper bomb. Yeah, which Uh, most LFDs are. Yeah, um, but they, well, when I was at Blend... They had it in a little Corona. Oh, maybe it was a petite Corona. That would have been delicious. Oh, my gosh. It was the most jalapeno cigar I think I've ever had. Oh, yeah? Wow, man. It's fantastic. I'm not a huge LFD fan. I don't know. There's something something about it that just doesn't hit me, but I like them, but they're not one I would go to very often. Yeah, next time I run across the Lenox, I'll I'll get one for you if you haven't tried it. I have not had the Lenox, or at least I don't remember if I did. I think it's a more recent release from for them. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up the label and see if you recognize yeah, it. Yeah, I mean I know I've had a couple of the chisels, which is just a Lajero bomb. Um, but I nothing wrong with them. I mean I know a lot of people love them. I mean I know a lot of truck drivers will buy that digger because that thing will last you for three hours. Okay, so the petite is a five by forty. Okay. Um, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I've not had that one yet. It, it is really good. Okay. Um, it comes in a 50 box Oh. on Corona Cigar Co. for $377. That's not a bad cents. price at all. That's not a bad uh, price at all. They say the... So it is full strength. The wrapper is a Brazilian Maduro. I guess this is why I like it. Binder. Is a Mexican San Andreas, yeah. which is all the way up my alley, and the filler is Dominican. Okay, uh, but the, and I love is, Brazilian tobacco too. Yeah, uh, so I, bet I would love that one. A single from them is eight fifty. Yeah, that's not bad at all. Um, that's a good price point. So well, I, I mean, in especially Indiana, on you're a talking under, you're talking ten bucks or a little under ten bucks I, here in Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I that that's a great cigar if they've got it. I'll have to try that one too. I have to find you one. And one in, of these days, I'll actually get out of my extensive travels. Yeah, I say one know. of these days I'll get out of my shop and actually go somewhere else. Yeah, doesn't seem to do that very often, but 
You can sit here and stare at us. Yeah, you can come on I over. I should have set up another microphone. I didn't think about that. Probably about to wrap up, actually. Yeah, we're almost done here, so. So, final third tasting notes, Rob. You're into the final third. Yeah. On the palate, it is like uh, graham crackers with the baking spice notes. There's a little bit of lingering spice on the back of my palate. Uh, a retro like hail. Kind of mellowed out a little bit. It did kind of mellow out. Yeah. Which shocked me. I don't know if that's typical for this cigar or if it's just the whiskey we're having. Because uh, right now we're drinking <laughs> Barrel New Year. At least I am. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to have a little bit your, of both. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Because this was the pairing for today. And uh, before any of you be like, oh, man. Uh, Isaiah, There's still a little Isaiah's bit of pepper. kissing Rob, grabbing his glass. Uh, well. It's okay. Everything. Everything is killed over 80 proof except for Ebola. Ebola. And that takes 140. 140. Yeah. So. And that's science from Gary at Woodhat. Yeah. There mm. is still a little bit of pepper in there, as you can tell by my sneeze. Yeah. Not a lot, but there's a little bit there. But yeah. no, I, I think the uh, the baking spices mm. for me have become a little bit more toasted. Um, just because we're in the final final char of the cigar. Yeah, so the uh, the backbone has doubled down on kind of more of that, like, white sugar, simple syrup, sort of sweetness. Uh, a lot more of those red fruit notes in there for me, like, right on the finish. It's not spicy in any way, though, which no. always shocks me about that. Yeah. It stays true and sweet, but it's not so sweet that it needs a spicy finish for me to be interested in. Right. And I actually, the other day, I made a uh, an old-fashioned with it just to see what it did. It's really good in old-fashioned. I believe really it. Really good mean, in old I mean, usually, a lot, I mean, we say this a lot, an old-fashioned is is really should be made with about 100-proof whiskey. Unless I you're really so. wanting a, a lot of whiskey in your, in your old-fashioned. This one at 118 proof is still balanced out nicely. I think it's because of all those red fruit notes in it. Um, but it, it I mean, really played nicely. Really, the in it. reason we chose a hundred proof whiskey is by the time you're you've actually made the old fashioned before you even put it over ice, you've diluted it. Yeah. So by the time that that uh, that whiskey gets to your glass, it's probably hanging at around eighty proof. Yeah. Between the simple syrup, the bitters, and uh, just the dilution. So from and, the ice. and think about that too. If you're making your old fashions with an eighty proof whiskey, you're just getting a sweet bomb. And yeah. if that's what you like, that's fine. That's if you great. want a sweeter cocktail, that's fine. Um, you won't find me making an old-fashioned with Buffalo Trace no. or Eagle Rare. And a lot of times I'll use, like, stuff around 110 around the house. Yeah. But I also will use a uh, a sugar cube instead of simple syrup. Yeah. Which I've tried them keeps both ways. my proof up, which I'm a proof junkie, and I'm yeah. also not a super sweet cocktail guy. Um, so the nice thing about it, if you, if you use a sugar cube in your old fashioned you make sure to stir it, get it mostly diluted. That last sip of your old fashioned is super sweet and really nice after you've had a, uh, well, really what you're drinking the majority of time is slightly sweet bourbon, a little bit of water and bitters. Yeah. And I, I think it's just fun how the cocktail, uh, develops throughout every sip, but Simple syrup is way easier for a shop 
It, it is. And it, it's actually way better for a consistent cocktail it is. off the bat. First sip to last time. sip is going to taste the same yeah. pretty much. And for me, if I'm going to a cocktail, I want it to be a little sweeter only because, you know, if I don't want the sweet and I want the bourbon, I'm just going to drink straight bourbon. Oh, absolutely. And that's kind of more my jam is if I want a cocktail, I mean, m most of my cocktails are usually Sazeracs. Yeah. And you get, I mean, if, if I'm doing that with a higher proof you know, if I'm doing it with seagrass, Ooh. you're at 120 proof anyway. You might as well. 124, 25, whatever uh, it is. I don't, know. I don't remember. And, um, it depends it, on the batch. But when you throw the absinthe in there, it kicks everything up a notch. Yeah. Um, so I, I like those. But if I'm going for an old-fashioned, I'm usually thinking, you know what? I've had enough bourbon today. It's time to have something sweet. And I'll finish off with that. But Okay. Real quick. Go. Speaking of absinthe, we use Spirits of French Lake Absinthe Le Bleu. Mm -hmm. If you guys are interested in a Spirits of French Lick pick in the shop, in one of their brandies, in one of their bottles, come in, tell us, or leave a comment on the YouTube video for this. We really... We're thinking about it. We're thinking about it, but we want to know what sort of interest there yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, I we, honestly, we've loved some of the stuff we've gotten from Spin, uh, Spirits for Lick. On top of that, Lake. if you're interested in a brandy pick, I think yeah. they would be a fantastic place for us to go and pick a brandy Agreed, with. agreed. Because they're doing stellar things with Indiana apples. Yep. And, uh, I mean, their brandies are Indiana through and through. And, and that was that one I was talking about when Isaiah walked away a while they're ago. They're like near hazmat. Oh, it was 137.7 proof. And it was freaking delicious. So good. Now, I mean, was it hot? Yes. 138 proof is going to be hot. Not, but not about, in a way that's like medicinal hot. It was. It just increased the flavors and the heat. And, well, and it warms you all the way down. All like the that, way down. Like that bottle tastes like apple juice. It, and it, but it just warms you all the way down. Yeah, it, it's fantastic. And did you get the peat in it too? Because they're finishing that in a peat barrel. Slightly. But it wasn't strong. No, I, I think that's a uh, more on the nose. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. But uh, no, I think that's all we got for you guys. Yeah, today. that's it. Yeah. Well, um, come in this week. You guys can try this pairing for the discount, like we always do. Yeah. Um, Honestly, this this whiskey goes with about any cigar. So if, if if this cigar is not up your alley, pick something else. I think you'll enjoy it. I think Come so. Come in and get your beanie before they're gone. Yeah. They'll be gone here probably another couple weeks. Yep. And just come check us out. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, you can find me on Instagram at the Whiskey Pastor. And you can follow us here on uh, on Instagram at Final Third Cigar. Check out the YouTube video. We're on all the podcast platforms as well. And just keep following us. Give us suggestions on pairings you want to see yeah. us do. If there's a cigar in there you want a pairing done for, let yeah. us know. Talk to Rob or I or throw it in the comments on the YouTube video. And Absolutely. We'll uh, we'll say them. Yeah, sure. and Scott, we do have a chef special box for you. Empty. 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 Now, don't tell him until he sees this video. Okay. All right. I won't. All right. Thanks a lot, guys, and we will see you next week. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.